0: What's your favorite holiday of the
1: year, Daniel? What'd you say? Uh, Probably 4th of July, I enjoy. I love 4th of July, too, but a lot of people, they go mental for Halloween. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country, and uh, here we are. We're in uh, late August, and so we got through September, and then you got at the very end of October, and I'm seeing that there's already these spirit Halloween stores popping up around. I mean, these people must be crazy for Halloween, The people that
0: uh, own the Spirit Halloween store, that that's the only...
1: Not them. Not them. That that they open, and they must make money when they open this early, that people are already going out there and getting their costumes and stuff and spooky
0: spider's webs for the yard and stuff. Do you know my dad, Houston? I know your dad, Houston. He gets offended if somebody over-decorates for Halloween. Like, I'm, I'm dead serious here. What do you mean he gets offended? He complains about the people that decorate for Halloween too much. Like, there's a lady in my hometown, and they go all out for Halloween. He he hates it. He gets upset by this.
1: So you don't mean they're decorating too early. They're just decorating too much when they do? He
0: feels like if somebody likes Halloween too much, I guess he feels like they're of the devil or something. <laughs> He's a weird guy. He That's one of his things that really bothers him if somebody gets really, really, really into Halloween. I don't know if they have this around here, but when I was a kid, the
1: churches would do their own version of, like, a haunted house. Do you that's, know what I'm talking about? It's called a
0: judgment house. Yeah. yeah.
1: And um, so you had like the, the city's haunted house and you go through and, you know, uh, but also uh, the churches would have their judgment house. And I was like seven. I was scared to death in that place too. They
0: are terrifying. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. You go in one of them's like a nice scene with nice lighting and all that and that's heaven. And then you go in another room and it's a, like if you're bad, it's like a car accident scene. And then the. They portray the guy as going to hell, and it's very scary, yeah. And I was taking one of those at like seven, eight years old, and it taught me, like, hey, don't love the Lord. Just be really, really, really scared of him. (laughs) Do they still do judgment houses? I don't think they do. I don't
1: know, but I remember it being popular when I was, all the churches would end up doing something like that. And, uh, you know, I, I did get scared of hell after that, so maybe it did some good for me because uh if that's anything like it would be no thanks on that so but i
0: kind of wish my parents would have maybe gone through it with me to explain you know and talk to me a little bit instead of me just just leaving me with that and then i go to sleep uh (laughs) yeah that night terrified terrified you know of life and and everything in general
1: well if you're crazy about halloween the stores are already open in our area it's 98.5 the
0: bull today's hot country
1: with tig and daniel 98.5 the bull today's hot country with tig and good morning to you daniel
0: uh, Tag, I am not a peeping Tom, but I'm, I'm worried I might be a peeping TV Tom. If I walk by somewhere, like in my apartment complex, a lot of times people will have their windows up and everybody's got like a giant television now. Uh, yeah. Uh, if somebody were there undressing, I wouldn't look at that. But I, I always try to see what they're watching on television. Why? I don't know. <laughs> do you do that? Um, I have
1: a porch that faces my neighbor's house. He's got one of those big boy TVs, and I can see exactly what he's watching on television at all times. Yeah, and don't you tend yeah, I'm to, curious. Yeah. I'm like I wonder if he's watching what I'm watching.
0: And oh, then I'm it looks like looks like he's
1: watching a football game.
0: Yeah, then I'm like am I invite, invading these people's privacy by trying to see what they're watching on television?
1: Yeah. Do you stand there or do you just glance over, "Oh, it looks like uh they're watching daylight. I mean, I
0: go about my business, still walking past, but I will crane my neck over pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm I'm hoping
1: that's not an invasion of privacy. I don't think so. I I think you couldn't find a person on this planet that wouldn't at least uh Take a glance at what somebody's watching on television. We used to live in, uh, like, an apartment complex that faced another apartment complex, so I could, I could see, like, nine TVs. And uh, I was always like, yeah, what are these people watching?
0: And sometimes you see, like, oh, they should close their blinds. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen anything uh, tumultuous yet. It's always boring. It's always, like, 60 minutes, like, C-span. Leslie Stahl. It's never anything, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anything super you're do-
1: exciting. Right, you're doing this at 6 p.m. you got to wait till like, midnight and then head back out on the town, see what you can see out there. No, I don't think so. I think that's a curiosity we all put, would probably have,
0: right? And does everybody these days, as everybody now have like a giant... Television? Flat screen television? There are no varieties of television anymore. They're all giant, and they're all flat screen, and...
1: Yep. And they're getting cheaper, aren't they? I mean, when the first generation of flat screens came out, I had one that I got from a pawn shop. This thing weighed so much. Mm-hmm. Now, this was a big TV, but not... Not bigger than you see now in everybody's well, by house. By today's
0: standards, that was a small television. It was probably like a 32, 42 inch. And to us, it was. It took
1: two dudes to line. move it out of my house. And I finally gave it away because it was ridiculous. Now you can move a TV with like one finger if you want to, and they're gigantic.
0: I, well, last time I went television shopping, I went to Best Buy. And I like to think of myself as somebody you're not going to be able to trick very good. You know, like you're not going to be able to upsell me. Boy, they did some razzle dazzle, buddy. They uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you've got you've got the TV in mind, and you got the price in mind. Then they I get had a there. firm budget, uh-huh.
0: and then I come out of there spending about eight hundred dollars more than oh I wanted to. Oh my word! Here's good what at their they job. do: they put all the televisions on the wall, right? Okay. And they start with the very worst television, and then they go a step up, and they show you how much better the step up looks from the previous one. So they
1: do that on purpose to make sure that the because uh, if they just had the bad one there, you wouldn't know the difference, right? But so they put the bad one next to the good ones, and that moves up and up and up until you go, "Geez,
0: I really do need the best." And then, but you can you know you can really tell if you're if they're right next to each other. Now had you never saw the high quality one, you wouldn't know that the one that wasn't very high quality you wouldn't know that it wasn't very good. Exactly.
1: that's smart on there. boy, they got part. me bad, man. <laughs> yeah you, you're good with finances. I got to <laughs> hand it to you, man.
0: 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by
1: Community Care, your locally owned health plan. It's 98.5 The Bull in today's hot country, so if things stay how they are, how will this summer rank as far as hottest summers ever in Tulsa? And I talked to some people that have lived in Tulsa, and they said, man, it was actually a hot one this time around. It was pretty bad, but not the, not the hottest we've ever had. Uh, this summer, if everything stays the same, about number six. Six hottest summers. Uh, Summer in Tulsa. Uh, number one was 1980, so that was 42 years ago. But here's what's blowing my mind. The third hottest on record, 1936. Guess what else they didn't have in 1936? An air conditioner. Could you imagine how hot it? it is? That summer was hotter than it was our summer we just had. Well, when was the home air conditioner invented? Uh, I don't think in the 30s. Because I know people didn't even start getting TVs until the 50s. So I don't know. But, uh, you know, I asked my grandpa about this. He was born in the uh, late night. 19, 1919 or something. I said, Poppy, what did y'all do when it gets to be like 100 degrees outside? And he said, well, we'd go inside and just take a nap. I'm like, how do you, how do you nap at a <laughs> just, house that's probably 120 on the inside? Sweltering, <laughs> just trying to sleep in that. No, So, you know, I know 80 was the hottest, but really the hottest in practice has still got to be this 1936 if they didn't have air conditioning, right?
0: You know what? The first household in the United States to get an air conditioner in 1914.
1: Well, I look like a fool. Yeah, what are you they talking about? <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, ninety-eight five the bull. Today's hot country. Good morning, guys. It's ninety-eight five the bull. Today's hot country. I don't. I didn't know this about you, Daniel. But you're you um you claim to be sort of an inventor, and you've mm-hmm. come up with a new plan. It's ninety-eight five the bull. Good morning to come out with tiger and Daniel's greatest dog treats of all time.
0: That's right. Did I get I've, that right? I've been working on that. I've been in the lab, as they say. Um, Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's curious about it. Is this shark Tanks music? Yeah. And so uh, we've been trying to find a, a bakery or somebody that will work with us on this to try to develop. I've uh, come up with a very exclusive ingredient I've even invented called Nut butter. It's a combination of chi- uh, cheese and peanut butter. Because dogs love the they those do too. See. And so we are trying to make these get these ready in time for Wolfstock coming up next month. And uh, people have been following this. They've been writing. Now a guy named uh, Calvin, or Cavan I should say, writes and says, uh, hey, I got a solution to your, he called it cheese nut butter, which already wrong, but it's cheese nut butter. Your cheese nut butter treats, but I'll need a small cut of the profits. <laughs> he's trying so to, this uh, is like
1: Shark Tank. He's trying to like get a share He's trying in to check and, me down a little bit yeah. on the profits. Uh, what, so how do I respond to that? Well, how do you feel? What do you want to do? Well, since we're giving them away for free, there are no profits. But I can see where his confusion came in because a lady called us. She owns the dog treat store and she said she'd put them in there. Of oh, sure. We can't just give them away for free because then everybody just go in there and take them away. Like we could do a charity. Proceeds go to the animal shelter or something like that. Listen. So, but the guy. I'm trying to develop the treat. We're not he- making money off of this, so he, he can't make money. If he wants to do it out of the goodness of his heart, sure.
0: But I'll need a small cut of the profits. I can't believe he's like really trying to shake me down here. What's a small cut? I don't know. What's a small cut of zero? (laughs) But but I'm so curious. Yeah, I'm really curious about what his uh, idea is, though.
1: But he won't give it to you unless you agree to share the "quote unquote" profits.
0: Right. So, how do we handle this?
1: Tell him exactly what you just said on the radio. Be like, "Hey, man, this is more for. We're not trying to make money off this." And then see what he says. Maybe he'll, out of the goodness of his heart, tell us his solution. Maybe know. he owns a bakery. Maybe that's his solution.
0: I, not from his Facebook page. I don't gather that he owns a bakery. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. So the, uh, the saga continues with Tiger Daniel's greatest dog treats of all time. Mm-hmm. Will we get them made for Wolfstock? Will we have them in time for Wolfstock or not? That's the question.
0: I wonder if every time we say treat, if dogs out there look at the radio and then do their hit yeah. that weird way and you know, hear suddenly? something they like. <laughs> yeah, why do dogs turn their head and look? They're trying at, to hear better, buddy. Is that what they do? That? Yeah, they perk up those
1: ears so they capture more sound when they yeah. hear something they like. I thought they were just extra curious and did the little head thing, but that's for their hearing, huh? I would assume. Just yeah. Learned. See, you are the guy to make the dog treat. You know everything I've been about studying canons.
0: dogs. I'm like that Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer.
1: Uh, we got a human treat coming up, Daniel.
0: Ranger Smith tickets, yes.
1: Yeah, at the legendary Kane's Ballroom, seven forty this morning, right here with Tig and Daniel. Good morning.
0: 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan.
1: Bang along every time it came on. I played uh, chicken with the credit card company the other day, and what I mean is, good morning. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. You ever... Uh, Like on a credit card, if you use one, you get an annual fee on it, right? And they're already making money off you, made with interest, or, um, you know, when you buy something with your credit card, they're making money off that transaction, then you pay interest, they're making money, and then I'll get this uh, annual fee, and I go, well, I ain't paying that. So for like 10 years, Daniel, uh, whenever I saw the annual fee pop up in my little statement, I'd call him, and I was was so nice to him. I said, you know, this is actually my favorite card. I love this credit card. And this is why I continue to use it. But, you know, I don't really like this annual fee business. And uh, they go, yeah, but, you know, that's for your perks or whatever. I said, I know. But, you know, it's uh, – I'm thinking about canceling. And then they go, well, sir, would it help you if we just knocked off that uh, $30 charge? If we just took it back? I said, sure, I'll keep you for another year if you do that. And year after year after year, I'd play this game of chicken with them because I'd say I'd, go, I'd like to go ahead and cancel. If you won't remove that, then uh, – by some miracle they were able to cancel it suddenly the the charge on well now you can't do that apparently because i've tried that in multiple instances in the past couple of years and i played chicken with my credit card company the other day i call them up and i really don't want to change credit cards because then you got to go in and like you know how some people uh have like automatic drafts and then i have to go in and figure out all that big old mess um and so i go well you're not know, gonna take off the money they go no no we're not and i said all right send me to cancellations. And uh, this happened before, so I'm, I'm kind of cool. I'm like, yeah, this cancellation department, these people are designed to keep you on the credit card. You know, they're like the last frontier for these people. And uh, they're like, all right, so uh, give me your last four and give me that number on the back side. So like, all right, and they start typing. It's like, OK, sir, we're sorry to lose you. And I go, whoa, 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 whoa. Because when I heard them say, like, sorry to lose you, I was like, oh, my god, I'm going to have to go in and change all my auto debits and all that stuff. So maybe that they, maybe they've caught on to us. Maybe they're smart to us, knowing that it's a huge pain to change your, your bank and all that. The guy goes, "Yeah, all right. Well, sorry to lose you." And he starts typing. And I had to just kind of like go, you know, like where the dog would chew my legs, like you know, well, I I've changed my mind. Let's let's continue this relationship. And so they, I think they caught on.
0: Well, they must have because you used to get me to do this with my cable bill all the time. You said you could uh, call and be like, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna have to cancel then." And send me over to the cancellation department, you feel like then they're going to pull out all the stops to keep you. That's no longer, I think, the last time I tried that, I was like, all right, well, you know, send me the cancellation department. They did. The guy okay, starts canceling my television. I was like, now, hold on, now, wait a minute. <laughs> then then they became the people in charge. Yeah, now they they flipped the script. They have all the power. Yeah, they have know. all the
1: power now, so watch over that. <laughs> 98.5
0: The bull weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan.
1: The Bull, today's Hot Country with Tyg and Dano. And Dano, now your chance to see um, Granger Smith at Kane's Ballroom. And good morning, Dano. Who do we have with us this
0: morning? We've got Robert from Cleveland. Is that right, Robert? Yes, sir. And uh, you want to go to see Granger Smith at Kane's Ballroom? Yeah, uh, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool to go see him again. It's been a long time great show September 9th I've got some reality television shows here I'm gonna describe a reality television show and based on that description you have to uh, identify the show get it those right and you're gonna to go to Kane's ballroom all right let's get right down to it if you need some help uh, Ty can help you out up first a reality show where a group of contestants are stranded in a remote location with little more than the clothes on their back the lone survivor of this contest takes home a million dollars. Um, is it Survivor? The name of the show is
1: Survivor. That show's got to be 20 years old now. And it was a million bucks 20 years I, ago. They need to raise that thing up. Right? I used to watch that with my grandma when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, I have memories of that. Everybody watched that first season, it seemed like.
0: Yeah, there was. I remember how outrageous it was that they would eat mouse. There was a mouse that they ate, and people just thought that was the craziest thing ever. Little did they know that reality television would pick up and...
1: And go crazier.
0: Go really crazy. Oh, how, yeah. how about this? a reality-based... Uh, look at the vapid lives of several New Jersey twenty-somethings and their respective friends and/or hookups. Uh, you said it's uh, it's uh, Jersey Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore is correct. It was snorky and all them. Yes, Snorky was. In the, the situation. Yeah, really, <laughs> really big. Uh, up next. This is a new version of the long-running MTV reality show, which looks to unite people from different backgrounds and find a common ground. Uh, that one I have no clue. It's MTV reality show, and uh, they just get people from all different backgrounds to live together. Uh, Help him out, Ty. uh The real world. The real world. Is that right? Yes. What no, they I do on that sh-
1: they they do on that show is they say uh, they interview you and then they find out hey uh, I don't like people from California and then they make you room with that person so that they see you try to kill each other.
0: <laughs> That's one way to do it. Uh, up next, ambitious entrepreneurs present their breakthrough business concepts. Shark Tank. Shark Tank. And finally. World-renowned chef Gordon Ramsay puts aspiring young chefs through rigorous cooking challenges and dinner services at his restaurant in Hollywood. Uh, Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. And with that, buddy, you got enough to go see Granger Smith at Kane's Ballroom. That's awesome. Thank you. How would you like to go work for Gordon Ramsay? That guy gets mad at you. He calls you a donkey. Well, <laughs> uh, that's actually not true. Just on the television show he does, but he actually treats people really well in it. In his restaurant.
1: But how come on TV he's like calling people donkeys? Like I said, it's entertainment. Yeah, I'd actually rather <laughs> like if my if my boss called me a donkey, I would tell every I would love that.
0: Oh, I'd love it too, I and laugh. I went right to my lawyer. That's <laughs> <laughs> calling me a
1: donkey. <laughs> I would consider it a badge of honor. I I, I got called a donkey. It's 98.5 <laughs> The Bull. We're back tomorrow. Ranger Smith at 7:40 with Tiger. Hi and good morning to you, Dana. We talked about this, uh, I think, last week, about people have rules in their car where some people won't let, won't let you eat in their car, which kind of blows my mind because I thought that's why they have cup holders in there now and all that sort of design to consume food now. But apparently people don't. Dana, you put this on Facebook?
0: I did. On the uh, Bulls Facebook page, I said, are you allowed to, people allowed to eat in your car? Uh, one lady, Stacey, Said yes. I'm a diabetic, therefore I have to eat in my car. Thank you. Makes total sense. I guess she took offense to the question. Well, if um, you don't like the question, don't answer it. Good I
1: don't think great. she took offense.
0: Well, why? Why would she say? Uh, I think she thank you.
1: provided us another point of view as to why it would be reasonable for some people to eat in the car. The
0: one that takes the cake, though, and I still cannot wrap my mind around this, this guy. Anthony's like, no, I've literally made my wife stand outside of my truck at QT and eat her taquito. <laughs> <laughs> then his hold on the plot thickens. Then his wife responds to that comment and said, "Your pregnant wife."
1: Whoa, he so forgot the to leave out pregnant that little. Making
0: her stand out there and smell that gas.
1: nugget of information. The QT. Wow.
0: Wouldn't it be terrified to ask your pregnant wife to get just once you get on out of the car yeah, and eat that taquito? Yeah, you
1: know you got your delicious taquito. Enjoy it in the parking lot of QT, but don't get in the car. Uh, but it, you know, I got to say that a taquito is not a particularly messy food to eat. Uh, not at you all. Know, I could. Like Cheetos and things, I could see where you go, you know, you're not going to wipe orange dust all over my car. That's a taquito is self-contained,
0: right? And it's in that packet. Yeah.
1: Man, that guy uh, loves his car.
0: When uh, you have a kid and, you know, what's the worst thing a kid could eat in the car because it's going to be a disaster? Uh, there's things
1: like Cheetos I will not allow. I'll allow some eating, but it's got to be something that's sort of, in a sense, self-contained uh, so it doesn't create a mess. Uh, Cheetos are just out that would be one but you know like a granola bar I'm, I'm cool with because it seems to stay together better you know so um but cheerios that's a bad one you will uh, you'll when you trade your car in 10 years from now you're gonna find they're gonna find cheerios somewhere in that car like that's just all there is to it it's not even a debate you can have that thing detailed there's gonna be a cheerio that lives in your car that's all there is
0: there's always gonna be uh somewhere under a seat it's going to be one french fry that somehow might be 20 years old but still looks about the same <laughs> yeah, it looks why like can, when you know, ordered why it. can't we age back mcdonald's fries and just know, slightly different but <laughs> still still good enough to want yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> please don't tell me you find a french fry under there and you still even think about eating it depends on the situation you know i've
1: read these stories where people uh they're in a snowstorm they end up you know stuck for like a week and uh, they have some tough decisions to make and if
0: well, I, not, I no, a, that's not a tough fries. decision if you're starving to death, of Then, course.
1: yes, I would eat an, a 20-year-old fry. But I mean, would was... you
0: just on a whim just...
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm not, not 20 thinking. anymore, no. 98.5 <laughs>
0: The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan.
1: Did you see that uh, the news on 6 helicopter pilot and reporter uh, dustin stone he was flying around tulsa and he looks down in the arkansas river and you know it's low in some levels and there's a one of the beds that's exposed and it just has tires all over the place and not tires just laying flat like they're standing upright welcome into did you see 98.5 the bull it's all brought to you by eye care associates of south tulsa so yeah the pilot's like what in the world is going on out here why are these tires just straight up And it turned out that uh, there was a guy doing this on purpose to raise awareness or something. This is from News on 6.
0: But what's catching people's attention is tires standing upright as far as the eyes can see. Zane Bettis has been digging the last five days, but he's not tired. The 24-year-old Tolson says he's always wanted to do something to help the environment. And now the rubber finally meets the road. He has walked at least half a mile through the river, rotating the tires and standing them up.
1: Ready for uh, for somebody to roll it on out and take it wherever it needs to go.
0: He says he didn't do it for attention, but the topic has inflated.
1: Standing them up has been... A way that if I do get people to help, um, it's it's much easier for people to see the tire as to where to go and um, grab it and bring it back. So he's digging them up so people can go pick them up if they want to help clean up the uh, Arkansas River. Also, remember the movie Forrest Gump where he started running and then people just started running with him? Uh, He's kind of like our local guy because um, he said he went out there one day and people had already done a bunch of tires. So they caught on, they started doing the same thing. It is kind of pathetic how many tires are at the bottom of the Arkansas River. You know, every time I get like a new tire, I have to pay like four bucks for them to recycle it or something. Are they just going out there and dropping them in the river? Well, I guess
0: that's why uh, people are just trying to save four dollars just throwing those tires off. I guess. Oh,
1: so they won't pay the fee, but they'll just go drop them off the bridge, because they're everywhere. I mean, the Arkansas River is littered with tires. I saw at the a picture
0: of this, and you're right. It's not like four tires. It's constant. Dozens and dozens and dozens of tires, and that's just a small portion of the river there. I can't imagine.
1: So that's uh, the pilot was curious, and the it's been solved. The guy's doing that to raise awareness for how much.
0: Well, why doesn't he take them on out of the riverbed then?
1: Well, dude, he's already digging them out of the ground. They're covered in river bottom soil or whatever that is. you can just
0: take a wheelbarrow down there and get to it.
1: Yeah, but he's standing them up so you can roll them out. So if there's any uh, volunteers that, that want to the roll issue? them out. the issue,
0: is they weren't stood up?
1: Well, he's like, digging I'd them love out.
0: i to clean up the river, but those tires aren't stood up.
1: Okay, so he's doing step one for you, which is undigging the tires. And he's mm-hmm. setting them up so you can go roll them out. I wonder
0: how long it took that uh, reporter to come up with all those tire puns. And She's pretty good.
1: She had a lot of them.
0: Yeah, but he's not tired. He's not tired. Yeah. Yeah um also tag did you see this that uh, a lady in england i didn't know this but if you have a heart attack would you not sometimes you don't wake up when you're in the middle of a heart attack i would see
1: where if it was a massive one you wouldn't wake up but if it's a medium grade cardiac event it seems like that would get your attention
0: yeah a lady in uh, england was woken up by her cat he pounded on her chest with his paws to wake her up in the middle of having a heart attack she was then rushed to the hospital doing okay now here she is her name is sam talking about her hero cat billy he jumped on top of me, wouldn't
1: leave me, and he woke me up. I just woke up in a sweat and my arms were uh, really heavy and, yeah, it was really painful and my back was hurting. Well, I think he saved my life just because when I got to hospital he
0: told me I was having a heart attack. If I hadn't woken up, I don't think I'd have woken up for another few hours when my alarm went off for work. That's a heavy sleeper right there. Yeah, Wow. Also, did you see this Uh, chicken wings going down in price? Chicken wings have fallen their lowest price since before the pandemic. Uh, That got a little little crazy there with chicken wings. Even uh, what's that? Mm Mazios. They didn't have bone in wings for the longest time. And now I guess uh, they're finally coming back and they're at a lower price.
1: So a little relief again, little relief at the gas pump, little relief on chicken wings. Yes.
0: And finally, just see this guy, 82 uh, year old man out of Washington state celebrated his birthday by completing a 17 year goal to shoot 1 million basketball free throws. This guy's name is Tom. He took his millionth shot and here he is talking about how he feels after the fact. I feel really good about it. Yeah. I do. It's great to be able to perform pretty well under pressure.
1: It's a big number. 17 years to shoot a million free throws. Yeah, man. So do you know how much that is a day if he did it every single day? How many? 161 a day Ugh. for 17 years.
0: I bet he'll never touch another basketball oh again his goodness. whole life. But
1: it's an activity, though, and you're getting That's up in true. age. I mean, he's doing some exercise. That's good, isn't it? Good for him. You know what else is good, Daniel, is uh, not having things in your house that you didn't invite in your house, like bugs and rodents and stuff like that. Oh, pests pest
0: and vermin? No mm-hmm. thanks. Not did welcome.
1: You, did you see that MCO Termite and Pest Control can take care of all of that for you? Uh, I tried because when I was younger... I would just use, like, Raid or something in my place. And then uh, when we moved here to Tulsa, I had some ants. And I said, I-, I got this. I've been doing this for years. The ants went away for the day. And then they came back the next day as, to t- as if to taunt me. You felt like they were taunting I you. feel like they were being uh, disrespectful. They were probably just
0: looking for crumbs.
1: Or that. But finally, I said, you know what? I'm going to call the professionals at Emco Termite Pest Control. They got rid of the ants. They can get rid of your spiders. These guys got up in my attic and my crawl space. I haven't even been there they do it at MCO termite and pest control the mosquito treatments and also probably one of the most important things is that termite treatment right because those things will eat your house it causes all sorts of problems and uh you'll rest better with MCO termite and pest control get started like i did mcopc.com they're your home's best friend mcopc.com
0: '985: the bull weather provided by community care your locally owned health plan
1: um Dano, I gotta say that I made you the godfather of my son, and I'm I I have to say that you're not being a responsible godfather. It's 985 the bull with Ty Gandano. I was out of out of town for the weekend on a bachelor party. I come back in town, my wife reports what happened to my son because he's got abrasions on his elbow, he's got um on the knee. And I was mm-hmm. like, What what happened? And and this cause you had taken him off for a day, like a boys' day, and this happened during the boys' day. Yeah. Okay, what what did happen? Because I want to hear from you. We were doing some scooting on a bird scooter, of course, with a six year old.
0: Yes, and is uh, he on your shoulders? Of course not. He was standing. He you know, stands on the front. We had scooted to get a snow cone, and we did that, and then we were on the way back. And at one point, his hat flies off. Okay. So he's like, "My hat!" So I was like, "All right, we're gonna turn around and get it." When we get close to your hat, I want you to like kneel down and grab it
1: kind of like you do in a boat if somebody loses their life vest they they just roll the boat up real slow you reach down pull the life vest out
0: well so i tell him to do this we turn around scoot back toward the hat well i guess to him kneel down means jump completely off the scooter (laughs) so he does that and just dives onto the ground yeah
1: i've got to go ahead and file a grievance against you on this one because i've told you i don't want him on the bird scooter have i not said that to you no not
0: really what do you mean? I said to said be it. careful with him. You didn't. If you would, if you and your wife would have said he is forbidden, okay, from riding on a bird scooter, oh, well then I wouldn't do it. Well,
1: I'm dropping these clues to my buddy. Like, did he have a helmet? And you're like, no, no, we don't wear a helmet. I was like, you know, he needs to have a helmet or something. Uh, you know, are y'all going fast? No, we're not going fast. Then I find out y'all are going so fast his hat flies off. You don't see guys just walking down the street and their hats fly off. Y'all were going at some speed.
0: We weren't going at a super amount of speed. It's just that when he. Put his head a certain way. The wind caught it just right, and it flew off.
1: And there's no helmet involved in this. Mm-hmm. No more bird scooting, man. He's six years old. He and loves it. That's
0: the time he, of his life, he comes totally like dives off of it.
1: So what? I, no, we're not. I don't care if he has the time of his life. How far did you drive with him? You said you went to the snow cone shack. Yeah. Now, how far is that from where y'all started? No
0: more than a couple of miles. See, that's insane. So like I like I a four-mile
1: like, round trip. Like, Let's say you're in a parking lot or something, and there's no traffic, and you want to do a couple slow circles.
0: That's you guys are crossing streets. No, no, no. We did not. We were right there on that river trail the whole time. We didn't even get onto... We didn't cross so any no street. So no
1: vehicle traffic. No, no, no. But other bicycle traffic and stuff. Right. And then he did fall off and get hurt. What did he say about it? Um, He he fessed up. He said, I, ju- <laughs> I jumped off the scooter. <laughs> I said, well, I think what he's trying to do is get you to lean down and maybe not jump off of it. Did he cry? That's what I asked him. No, said, he
0: walked it off pretty quickly. Good. Also, I was worried that your wife was mad about me or mad at me because she was like... Um, did y'all crash on the scooter? I was like, nah. He jumped off of it trying to get his hat, and then she said, gotcha, and that's it. So that, you know, I always wonder if you get a yeah. one word, like no punctuation, just gotcha. No more scooters. Come on, man. No, he no, loves no, no, it. No, no.
1: I know he loves it, but look, he already got hurt on the river trail. Buddy,
0: he's six. He's going to get a scraped knee every now and again. But no helmet? Maybe if he had a helmet. Have you on. ever ridden him on the scooter? Yep. And I crashed one. And was there a helmet involved?
1: No, and I learned my lesson. Okay, then, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I crashed one and broke my collarbone
0: and my arm. Then maybe you're not the one to be giving safety tips Actually, I am because I have lived this nightmare,
1: (laughs) and you don't want to mess around with a bird scooter, especially without a helmet on Well,
0: if that's the rule, then I'll uh, certainly abide by it. But, you know, before you take this away from him, he loves scooting around. I know he does, but
1: that's their job as a parent. Kids also love... Eating pizza every night. We can't do that.
0: Well, it's... then when can he get back on the scooter with me? When he's 18. He can make oh, his own Lord, decisions. Oh, Lord, I ain't going to be scooting around town with yeah. no 18-year-old yeah. boy He'll on be, my scooter yeah, with he's me. He's going to
1: be the one driving you on that scooter. <laughs> it's 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. I did something this weekend I thought was over in my life, and that is I went to a bachelor party. Because uh, this one guy we know, he's like the last remaining cowboy that had never been married. Actually, Daniel, now you out have outlasted him. You've never been married.
0: Last man standing. You were the right.
1: last man standing, but he, he waited. Forty-two years old. We're all about forty-two years old. We go to the bachelor party, and um and one of the one of the guys asked me when I got there. He's like, "Hey, Tig, what's going on?" I said, "Man." He goes, "What floor are you on?" I said, "I'm on the third floor," and he goes, "Oh, what's your room number?" Which I thought was an odd. Thing to ask, because I uh, immediately, like, alarm bells were going off. Like, if I give this guy my room number, what are they going to, like, put shaving cream on my bed? Is there some kind of prank involved with this? You know, I don't know what people do on bachelor parties. But I I answered, and then I said, oh, I shouldn't have said that. And I said, I was, I'm was i in room 323. And we're all on the third floor. Like, the bachelorette parties, the bachelor parties, they must just put you on the third floor so you don't disturb people who are actually trying to, you know, have a responsible evening out. Um, so, but nothing happened. 323 was fine. I checked it, you know, throughout the day. Nobody got in, uh, the the next day was fine. Nobody got in. And then I got to check out at the, uh, the desk and that's where they got us. Those guys were, (laughs) those guys were asking almost everybody in the bachelor party, what their room number was, because when they went to the bar, they knew my name and my room number. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I get down there and me and the guy I was rooming with, we look at it and we're like, now something's wrong. Because when, when we had a drink, we used our credit card. So it, would, it wasn't to the room. Uh, It went from like, it went up $130 each. Well, you know, it's like our, our friend's bachelor party. What was I supposed to do? Like bill them for it? So from now on, Daniel, word to the wise. Never give your room number out. Oh, I never do. Did. I always
0: give, like, somebody else's room number out, or I'll just say the whole, you know, I've done that to you. I'll tell you the wrong thing. They know completely. so
1: weird about that. We would go on work trips, and I go, and I'm not asking because I want to do anything nefarious with your hotel room. I'm just kind of curious, are we next-door neighbors or, you know, what? I'll go, what's your room number? And you'll just throw out a number. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that risked me going up to that room and knocking
0: on the well, door. Well, what are you gonna be going up to the room for? That's, <laughs> go, I'm not trying to be asleep. I hate and my get, buddy. You know, knock on the door at 1 o'clock. So, know what this guy's thinking? I learned
1: a little lesson about. Like, so what did you do? Room. You just
0: paid the money, or yeah, what?
1: I mean, I just what am I supposed to do? Call the bachelor and say, "Hey, dude," but no, it was cool. I was like, you know, that's a good gift, and uh, that's well, fine. What
0: kind of lame person invites you to their bachelor party? I know you're gonna bed like midnight. I was like nights. the
1: uncoolest one there. I was like the runt, man.
0: Your wife said that she talked to you and you and Ryan, your neighbor, had gone to dinner independently of the bachelor party.
1: Yeah, because they were also like part. there's partying like they all day. They're partying. And we eventually got hungry, and they were, they were just partying. And I was like, you know, I actually have to eat. So we just snuck off and had our own little bachelor party for a second. Why would anybody want you at their bachelor <laughs> uh, party? That's a great question. Like, where's Tiger?
0: Oh, he's up in the room reading the Gideon's Bible.
1: Or <laughs> 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 well, sitting out in my yard that got treated by mosquitoes uh, Yeah. from Imco Termite Pest Control. That's another way I like to pass time, just sitting. So, you know, at a bachelor party, they don't like a lot of just sitting. But I can do that at my house because Emco Termine Pest Control, they took care of the mosquitoes. I can enjoy the inside of my house, too, because, you know, when it got so hot outside, the the bugs were trying to make their way into everybody's house. Even they're like, you know, I'm not up for this 100-degree business. But Emco Termine Pest Control, after I tried myself to get rid of ants and stuff, I finally called the professionals, and you can to- tell a total difference between me doing it and when they came out and did it, and you can start like I did, they did the termite treatment, and it's mcopc.com. is in pest control, mcopc.com. 98.5 The Bull in today's hot country with Ty and Daniel on the cusp of another college football season. And uh, we've all, we all have heard about inflation. We've all been feeling inflation. Go to the grocery store, you're like, wow, that hurt a little bit more than usual. And I was just seeing a study that was done. I don't know why they need a study. Anybody can know this, but all the tailgating people are doing, way more expensive this year the gasoline to get you to the cities the uh the food that you're cooking out with all that um they say a will cost you as much as 20 percent more per game than it did this time last year how about that
0: well i mean it's nothing but rich folks tailgating anymore anyway it seems like because now you got to have an rv and it has changed like
1: that. used to and i don't know if every school's like this but now they got companies that put up the tent for you and i mean that's even extra money and i'm like all i want to do is bring a lawn chair out here and bring a cooler but now it's like so fancy isn't it and uh, another thing about tailgating i know they do this for television but i hate those 11 a.m. kickoffs especially if you're going to the game isn't that the worst you got to get up at like 6 and start getting the food ready and then uh, you look over and people are pounding beers at like 7:30 and by the time 11 comes people are just like destroyed and then they start to come out of it in the fourth inning, and everybody's just kind of hung up and wants to go to sleep after that.
0: Yeah, it's strange to hear uh, birds singing and beers cracking. <laughs> you
1: know, that the I two sounds don't really belong together, yeah. but
0: sometimes you'll hear it.
1: Yeah, but the key to getting out of day games is to win more games because the more you win, the more important it is for television, and the more often they schedule you in the afternoon and nighttime television. Did you
0: go to any tailgates last year?
1: I did not. We need
0: to no. get somebody to invite us to
1: their tailgate. I'm thinking I'm getting to that part of my life where I go, uh, you know, it's just so much easier on TV. You know, I got a bathroom here. If I want anything to drink, the fridge is there. I can have people over. But uh, not that it's not an experience. It's just I couldn't be a season ticket holder and go to every single one of those games. So uh, watch out for the prices at the tailgates. And um, Oklahoma State actually starts on a Thursday night. My year. favorite
0: about football season is the very beginning. You know, those first two or three games you go to, you're out there hot. You're miserable hot. And then toward the end of it, you're out there freezing. So you really get to (laughs) have the best
1: or the worst of both worlds. All the horrors of weather. It's uh, 98.5 The Bull.